Welcome to the Sexy Selfish Podcast Series. I'm your host, Shona Gates. I'm a women's life coach, success strategist, and a self-proclaimed badass. And I'm here to help you rediscover your authentic self, stop delaying your happiness, and step into your truth. This podcast has been created to connect, inspire, and nurture mums who want more. Are you ready? Okay, guys, let's record a podcast. <laughs> Today's episode, I am, am I having a rant? Maybe I'm having a rant. I don't know. Maybe it's a riff. Maybe I'm just speaking on a topic that has kind of been simmering away in the background for me for a while in just like a really frustrated, hey, that's annoying, but you do, you go away. But now the conversation around it has definitely opened up in a few of the spaces that I'm in. Um, and I feel like now is the, probably the right time to talk about it where people are ready to hear it, if that makes sense. So you may or may not notice with Sexy Selfish, I do not talk a lot about how much money I make. Personally, on a really basic level, it just feels really fucking unimportant um, and it just feels very typical that that's how people do things and that's how people grow their business and that's how people inspire them and sell their courses and sell their programs. It's just never felt right to me. Um, I have done so much work to detach my self-worth from how much money I make. I spent years standing on a stage in my network marketing meetings going, hi, my name's Shona Gates. I've lost 25 kilos. And last month I made $5,600 all from home around my two kids. And it just felt on a soul level so fucking ill that I worked so hard for so long to, to break away from that, to now not feel like that is needed for myself. But I'm noticing it is so fucking common out in the space right now. It feels like as a coach that that's the only way you can book clients as a business coach, as a, as a wellness coach, as a whatever. It, it seems like those huge experts, those huge six-figure, seven-figure entrepreneurs, that's kind of like the foundation and the benchmark of how they grow. And it just, it just doesn't sit right with me because here's the thing, making money doesn't make you an expert in a certain topic or field or anything. Making a shit ton of money doesn't mean you're able to help people in the way that they need help to be helped. Making a fuck ton of money does not qualify you to help someone does not qualify you as an expert. And there was this big boom a few years ago where everyone became an expert, right? Everyone, thank you, Russell Brunson and your fucking books that taught many, many great lessons. And I feel like a lot of people only took the negative lessons and they're like, oh, that sounds easy, I'll do that. Everyone became an expert. Female health expert, I did it too. Money mindset expert. I feel like now I can kind of claim that title properly. Um, you know, it's been a few more years, but you see people stepping into the space after a few months and calling themselves experts and, and um, 
guru and mentor and all these other things. And yet, if you take a really good look at their business model, if you take a look at their structure, what else do they have to claim themselves as an expert at apart from their Stripe sound, like their Stripe screenshot they're sharing with you? And here's the thing as well. though, Did you know those Stripe screenshots can be edited? You can fake them very easily. And I feel like so many people use them as a like, here's proof. Here's proof of how much I make. Here's proof of how much I earn, of how awesome I am, and why you should give me your money. But those screenshots can actually be edited. If you go into the back end code in Stripe, which actually isn't very hard because I watched a video on how to do this. I was really curious because a couple of people that I follow, their numbers don't add up, right? If you look at the amount of people in, in their programs, and the amount that they were claiming to make through their Stripe. And look, is there a way you can actually change your Stripe? That you think there shouldn't be. You think there can't be. But there is. There is a way you can go in and put whatever fucking number you want into that. Take a screenshot and use that to market and position yourself as an expert. So there's two things that are obviously really annoying me right now. And it's people faking that. Like actually the whole fake it lifestyle. You know, they're, they're hiring Airbnbs to pretend it's their glamorous house that they live in or they're renting cars um, and in pretending they've owned them. And, you know, there's even one I saw recently where a guy was like, check out my bag of money. How much money have I got today? We're going to go and donate all of this to kids in our community. And if you zoomed in close enough, you could see it was property of Universal Studios. It was movie money, not real money. It was a prop money. Now, I am not, apart from using prop money, right? I did a photo shoot a little while ago and we used huge, like, you know, when you go to a fake casino night and they've got those huge dollars. Um, I have one on my desk right now. It's this huge, it's like an A4 size cut in half money. Like, and that's a fake money just for, we were doing some photo shoots, silly stuff. We were throwing it all around and like being really sarcastic and ironic about it. But actually to pretend that you have this bag or this wad of cash and genuinely try and make people believe that you're going to go and donate this money. Like, what are you going to do? Donate it. And they go to use it to buy groceries. And they're like, what are you trying to pay me with monopoly money? Right. It's a whole different energy. And this fake it till you make it look how big and shiny my lifestyle is. It is so fucking damaging and it is unnecessary, right? It is actually not necessary. The most amazing coaches I've worked with out there are normal people, you know, I didn't need to put them up on some super shiny pedestal where, oh, well, they've got a G-Wagon, so I have to work with them because I want a G-Wagon. It was, wow, their energy speaks to me. Their calm and their presentness and their patience speaks to me. I'm going to work with them. It doesn't fucking matter what car they drive, right? But conversations around money are so important. Conversations around money are so fucking important. Conversations around women and money are so important. So I don't want to discourage you talking about money, being proud of how your business has grown, talking to people about how you break down your money. You're like, you like conversations about money are important. That's, that's the point. I talk about money all day long, (laughs) money, energy, work with multiple financial planners, accountants, lenders, brokers. My, my life is money conversations. It's so important. So I don't ever discourage people from talking about money, but that you don't have to do it in that. Look at me. I'm doing it so you can do too. This is the foundation of how I sell, you know, and to think about it this way, some of the best experts around the world, like actual lit 
legitimate experts, so archaeologists or history experts or quantum physics experts or medical experts, children's education experts, they are actual experts in one particular field that they have dedicated their life to. They're not multi-millionaires, multi-billionaires, and there's no need for them to be multi-millionaires either. You know, they're just probably getting paid really averagely. And yet we've suddenly started making this expert something that's intrinsically tied with money instead of knowledge. And that's what I feel is really damaging. Some of the best experts around the world aren't millionaires and some of the millionaires out there claiming to be experts have no fucking clue, right? Money is not the benchmark. Money shouldn't be the benchmark. Money shouldn't be the reason you pay someone or invest your time or money into them unless you're investing with someone like a financial planner, a financial advisor, a investment, I don't know, like a wealth strategy company where they can show you specific results for their clients. But even then, notice that they're talking about their clients' results. No one as a financial planner or a financial investor is going like, here's how much it is to use me. Um, and I make 250K a year by doing that. That's why you should use me, right? Like it just doesn't make sense. And I see people out there like, oh, I've made, uh, I've got a six figure coaching industry and I'm going to show you how to do that too. It's a really easy marketing strategy because you're, you're dangling exactly what someone wants. Someone wants a six figure coaching strategy if for their wellness coaching business, for their female empowerment business, for whatever it is, right? Have I had this whole thing muted the whole time? I just need to check. Oh my God, I'm, I wasn't muted. It's working, thank God. <laughs> I just panicked so hard. But you know what I'm saying? Like people as a coach would be like, oh, I made six figures as a coach. I'm going to show you how to do it too. Okay, so let's break down your six figures as a coach. Was that made through coaching, wellness coaching, that, or was it made by you getting other people, like you coaching other coaches to, to get there, right? Coaches who coach coaches don't have a problem with it, but when you're using financial um, testimonials as your only backbone, if you're using it, I'm a seven-figure coach and I can get you there too, but all you've done is coach coaches, do you really have the best experience in helping someone to grow their brand that's not coaching? Does that make sense? So you just got to ask yourself, what's going on behind the scenes? Right? What's actually going on behind all these? Oh, look, la di da, six figure, seven figure coaches. Look at my biggest month ever. You know, was it one client? Did one client pay them X amount of money? Was it 200 clients? How many people are they actually impacting? Is that aligned with you and your vision? Say you've got a non for profit that you want to work with and you've signed up to get coaching by the six figure coach, but it turns out all he did was book two. 50k clients all she did was book two 50k clients and you're talking about impacting people hundreds of thousands of people for low-cost stuff like you just need to really take it with a big grain of salt and redefine your own benchmarks you know everyone's out there and they're, they're very publicly speaking about money which is once again is great but when it, the only measure of success we see is like oh you'll be a real coach once you get to six figures Oh, you'll be a real coach once you crack the million dollar launch. We have all these external benchmarks and we can really miss the mark in our soul.
you know, everyone was running different businesses from you. Everyone else has, they have different models. They have different priorities. They have different expenses and overheads. They have different values and a different soul and a different alignment. So what is the benchmark for you? You have to redefine your own benchmark. And I certainly went through this in my first year in business. It was all about the money for me. It was because I was leaving a really, really well-paying network marketing position and going out on my own. It was fucking terrifying. So it definitely became how fast can I make money? And then telling people how fast I made money. Like I had a $17,000 month. I had a $10,000 day and those became my benchmarks for promoting. And then what happened is it all fell off the wagon very quickly because as an empath and a generator human design, it just felt wrong. And I couldn't explain why it felt wrong for so, for so long. Cause I was like, Oh, you're just scared. Shoni. You're just in fear. And it's like, no, it actually feels wrong to my soul. I have to figure out a different way to do this. And then having my son Hudson, which was obviously unexpected, we had to go completely back to the drawing board. It became not about booking 5K clients or having the biggest month so we can share about that and have even bigger months. It became how many new clients are we getting in every month? How many you know, new people are coming in and purchasing something for us? I didn't care whether it was one of the $7 products. I didn't care whether it was the hundred dollar products. I didn't care whether it was a $10,000 product, you know, how many people are coming in? How many new people are we impacting? I decided to write the book so that I could impact a lot more people and help a lot more people. And, you know, I make fucking nothing off that book, guys. Nothing. I love it. When we went to buy this new house and my sister called me up and she's like, Oh my God, that's so cool. I didn't think you could afford a house. Is that from like all your book royalties? And I was like, what? No, (laughs) I don't make anything on the book. Like I get a little check every month and I get one in, um, one from the U S one from Australian dollars and one from the UK. And they're they're little checks guys. I'm talking like less than a thousand dollars. It's not a huge amount. I've had some less than a thousand dollars. I've had some less than a hundred dollars. I've had some less than $50. So it just depends. But like I wrote the book with a different intention. That was to impact as many people as possible. We changed our entire business model and structure from doing lots of one-on-one coaching to to group coaching, to the membership, which is amazing because we can have as many people, like we could have thousands of people in the membership um, and we get to help thousands of more people. So your benchmarks change right? And just because I'm not striving to have some million dollar launch anymore, because I'm honestly not like that's way more money in my life than I would ever need. It's not a goal for me. It's not aligned with my soul. Money's amazing. I'm in abundance. I'm in overflow, but that's the thing. It means different things for different people. You have to redefine your benchmarks for your business and decide what's important to you. How are you going to know if you're on track to goals? And but most importantly, what are your goals? Are you taking someone else's goal? Like, oh, well, all these other coaches are hitting six figures or that's their goal to hit six figures or six figure months. Do I want that? Like, do I genuinely want that? Or do I just want that because of the feeling of validation that it would give me, right? And also, do I feel like I need to hit that point to be an expert. Um, I remember one of the very first coaches I had when I began Sexy Self, which was a really fucking toxic, toxic coach. Not a good one. Um, and I learned my lesson. I've, like I said, I've had great coaches. I've had really, really shit coaches. Ironically, she was the most expensive and she was the worst thing that ever happened to me in my business. But anyway, I digress. Um, she told me very early on, I'm like, I really feel called to business coaching. I've run, I've run lots of businesses. I've got lots of companies. 
and I know things in in a way I know I can help people and she just said you can't be a business coach you haven't made enough money being a business to be a business coach I probably went what like I've got X amount of years experience. I've got all these industries. I've done really well. I've built solid foundations and solid brands. I've never had a six figure business because it's never been a goal for me to have a six figure business or this business or that business, you know? And so I believed that for so long that I wasn't smart enough. I wasn't expert enough because I hadn't hit this magical financial goal to actually help people grow their businesses. And so I had to switch the flip on that flip the switch on that. Sorry. A couple of years later, I realized that I'm actually a really fucking amazing business coach because of all the experience that I have, all the knowledge I have, all the like expert expertise that I have, the mindset that I have. I am an expert in those particular areas and it has nothing to do with the financial income. You know, I see people out there, amazing experts and they, do their their talks free for schools you know my husband is a fucking expert he is the most amazing person when it comes to these pieces of equipment that he works on he the way his brain can understand them fathom it pull it apart put it back together know how it works be able to tell from the sound of something and diagnose exactly what's wrong in this ginormous piece of equipment he is an expert he has 15 years industry experience across multiple different versions of the industry he is an expert in what he does right and he's not making six figures so we need to remove this idea that money is the only benchmark and it has over the last few years money has become the only benchmark it's you can't just put a book out into the world and it'd be a great book that you're proud of and that will help people. It has to be an Amazon bestseller. And I know super guilty of that too, because I was like, I oh, know I'm not interested in it. And then my book hit bestseller. And then it was like best people started picking me up for podcasts and interviews and it was all bestselling author, bestselling author. And you kind of end up swept up in it, but that's not what it's about. Right? So that's my little ranty topic for today. Making money doesn't make you an expert. Conversations around money are important. Some of the best experts around the world aren't millionaires. Money isn't the benchmark and nor should it be. You have to think about what's going on behind the scenes. How many people are you helping? What does your business look like? Oh, sorry, this is another point I forgot to make. I personally know business owners who make $8 million a year, right? And that's the, the bent, like that's the foundation of their marketing strategy. $8 million in sales. Let's go. I'll show you how to do it too. And so then you have an open, honest conversation with them off, off record. And you find out that ad spend is 7.5 million, right? Their ad spend is 7.5 million. So (laughs) there's so much going on behind the scenes that people don't share up front, Right. So, and then in the spirit of transparency, I'm going to share out from with you guys, Sexy Selfish has had some really amazing months. We've had $17,000 months. That's been my highest in the three years of operating. I've also had months where I've made $21,000. Sorry, no, $21. I'm looking at a number in front of me. (laughs) Sorry for for the projections for later this year. No, we've made $21. We've had $17,000 months. We've had $21 months. We've had months where not a single new client has come in. We've had months where we've had 
you know, 12, 15, 16, 17 new clients come in through our high-end coaching programs. I've also had months where I don't sell any high-end coaching. Every product I sell is between $50 to $200. Those months are okay with me too. You know, it's not about creating this shiny, perfect image and don't let anyone see behind the curtain. Let people see behind the curtain, right? COVID has changed things. The way that we measure our success, the way that we measure our own health um, in so many more aspects than just what our BMI is, but our mental health, our physical health, our social health. You've got to see what's going on behind the scenes um, and you've got to redefine your own benchmarks at the end of the day what do you actually need to feel like you're running a successful business is it the six figures everyone's told that you that you told you that you need or is it the feeling of satisfaction handing over an amazing experience to your clients is it getting new sales just every day even if they're low-end offers is it just having five women in a high-level mastermind that you get to work with in a really intimate setting is it having your product at multiple different markets or opening up a whole nother team. So you've got, you know, two teams running your concreting business or your truck servicing business. Is it expanding out into a different area, into a different state? I've got a friend at the moment who's expanding her business into far North Queensland, which is really exciting. Is it hiring on new staff and expanding your team? Like there are so many other ways to grow to measure that growth, to feel accomplished and to step into your success than just money. All right. It's, it's different things. So a couple of people that you should follow on Instagram, if this has resonated with you, you want to know more, I would highly suggest following baller busters on Instagram. They are a private group, a private page. So you do have to request to follow. I got onto these from my financial advisor, Ryan King, and it definitely shows you behind the curtain in a lot of these like influencers, entrepreneurs, experts, investors, and it does in-depth investigations into each one to kind of show you the behind the scenes. And it's definitely made me feel a lot more confident in my work and a lot more accomplished than I used to feel. Another person to follow would be Small Business Boss. I found her posts incredibly insightful um, and I love just following and seeing what she's sharing about. She's really about ethics and building a brand based on trust, um, not the dodgy sale tactics of the past. So you guys know I'm all about that with alignment and abundant calling in my soul-led clients, not relying on nasty, cheap marketing tactics. Um, but yeah, those are two people I would suggest that you follow if this has resonated with you. Um, let me know your feedback on this topic. Have you had an experience where you, you dove in with someone because of the money that they were making and only to realize, yeah, they made money because they conned all of us into giving them their money or, um, yeah, how your experiences have gone with this in maybe in your own business, how you feel about money as a benchmark, how you feel about sharing about your financial wins, whether it feels good and so aligned to you or not. And yeah, I'm looking forward to hearing you guys' feedback. Have an amazing day. If you loved this episode, please subscribe and leave me a little love note by tagging me at sexy underscore selfish. To check out more of the Sexy Selfish podcast or to grab some of my little goodies, head on over to the freebie hub at www.sexyselfish.com. It's totally free and it's jam-packed with hours and hours of content for you. 
Thank you so much for being here with me today on The Sexy Selfish Show and showing up today to become the best version of you. I'm sure you got so much out of today's episode and I know that I really did as well. If there is someone in your life who would really benefit from hearing this episode and some of the things we shared about, please share it with them right now. It's as easy as just sharing the link and you could literally change someone's life. Remember, it is time to stop delaying your happiness.